You're listening to Disney Radio, Florida's in-car welcoming station. Good morning, folks. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Railroad. For your safety, please remain completely and fully seated at all times while our train is in motion. Have you traveled through time? Have I ever traveled through time? Uh, I have traveled through time as often as you have traveled from the Earth to the Moon, sir. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangello. And this is show number 159 for the week of February 28th, 2010. This past week was an exciting one for Disney fans and sports enthusiasts as Walt Disney World kicked off the 7th annual ESPN The Weekend with the grand relaunch event at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. Athletes, celebrities, and ESPN personalities were on hand at the event and all weekend long, and we'll recap not only the events, but look at how and why Walt Disney World is truly a sports vacation destination. I'll welcome on our first contestant for Listener Factor Fiction as he tests his knowledge of Walt Disney World for a chance to win prizes, and I'll tell you how you can get your chance as well. Listen for more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back Relax and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dan Patrick, Stuart Scott, and Kenny May. Welcome to the big show. I am amused by the simplicity of this game. Can I get a witness from the congregation? Dare I say, en fuego. If you are a sports fan and a Disney fan, this past weekend at Walt Disney World was an exciting time as the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex had its grand relaunch event and it also celebrated the kickoff of the 7th Annual ESPN The Weekend over at Disney's Hollywood Studios and helping me cover both events and obviously helping me recap them here on the show, my friend and yours, seven-time All-Star Gold Glove Award winner, Super Bowl MVP and Olympic gold medalist, creator of the PrettyGoodMovieRide.com, Glenn Whalen. It's great to be here. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to come out and do my thing and have some fun playing the game. And as long as everybody sticks with me, and God willing, things will work out and I'll get myself another ring. You forgot to mention something about no I in team. That's right. Uh, I'm sorry. I got confused who I was. (laughs) So, Glenn, yeah, we we spent the the weekend together um, really starting off on Thursday because Disney has made a really big deal out of the rebranding of the wide world of sports complex. And unless I think a lot of people, you know, either have kids or listeners who maybe have participated in sporting events 
probably either never have been there or might not even know that the Wide World of Sports Complex even exists. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I think many people that possibly have been over there were only there to pick up packets in case they were running a marathon or something like that. But what a lot of people didn't know was that there's a lot of things happening there all the time, and there are reason for you to actually go over there. They've made it even more prominent, more of a reason for you to go over there, and that was part of this rebranding. Yeah, absolutely. And we were able to tour the facilities there. And first thing first, I mean, the facility is beautiful, and if you're an athlete, really state-of-the-art from the Jostin Center to the Field House to all the different sporting fields that are out there. Obviously, the Atlanta Braves have their spring training there. Uh, so, you know, if you're an amateur athlete, this is sort of the stage that you want to have, you know, your, your games on or tournaments on. I, I totally agree with you. So much of it, so much of the, wow, Bernie Williams is really likes backing me up on this one. So, a lot of the, these young people that get to come out and play at this champion field are now being backed up by technologies they've seen on television that are cutting edge as a matter of fact greater technologies than are being used right now for professional games yeah exactly and just to be clear that music you hear in the background is bernie williams yankee all-star mvp and, and world series champion who's jamming because we're out here in the, in the Central Plaza over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, obviously recording live. So you might get, uh, you might hear a little bit of Bernie in the background. You might hear a little, little bit of ESPN. We'll get to talking about ESPN uh, in the weekend in just a couple of minutes. But the, uh, the exciting thing, too, was not just the rebranding. And obviously the, the, the marriage of ESPN and Disney here just makes complete sense. And many people, I think, probably said, well, you know, what took so long? Because it, it's the natural marriage of the Disney magic and the ESPN uh, sports broadcasting side. And like you said, they showcased a lot of new technologies. And I think one of the things that impressed all of us so much was this, this innovation lab. And we got to see a demonstration of the new 3D TV technology, which I, admittedly, when I first heard about it, said, okay, this is not going to work. This is a fad. It's a gimmick, but really, really impressive. Very cool. The Innovation Lab, I could have spent hours in there. They just took us in there briefly, gave us a look at what 3D television will look like, and uh, it's not available yet. Uh, the first 3D network, which will be the ESPN network, comes out, I believe, in June, and you won't be able to see it in 3D unless you have purchased one of those 3D televisions, which I imagine are priced pretty high, but it really was very impressive, and the technology lends itself to sporting events much more so than to television shows or, or movies. So I think for a sports enthusiast, 3D television might be something you're going to see more of, and a lot of it's going to be coming out of the wide world of sports. Yeah, and it, it was developed there. It's being perfected there, and they're continuing to improve on the technology there. But the other thing that ESPN's presence there does is for the amateur athletes that go and have tournaments and have different types of uh, things going on at the wide world of sports. And it ranges. I mean, there are dozens and dozens of sports. We heard from Ken Potrock from Disney, who really sort of spearheads uh, what's going on here. And it's everything from softball to track and field to soccer to martial arts to pickleball and, and all kinds of obscure things like that. It gives the young athletes a chance to possibly be showcased on something like ESPN or even in the resort rooms because they'll be able to bring the feeds up to the ESPN studios, 
have the commentators speak about it and have that kid see themselves on TV. Yeah, they're permanent robot-controlled tele- um, cameras all around on several of the fields, and they're able to get those feeds in and capture highlights from what may be just like a small high school game. Suddenly, that little clip could make itself onto even the national television level as they take inf- take this data information and build a, li- a nice highlight reel. This is what's going on today. And if there's an evening, if there's a big finale to an event... The, on the televisions throughout the place, they'll show these highlight reels. Totally, most people, that would be the most that they'll ever get onto a highlight reel on ESPN. So this is going to be the highlight of many careers. And I think what, it, what too, I found is that it seems to be something that could be very inspirational for a young athlete to see themselves, you know, playing on that kind of stage in those sort of state-of-the-art facilities and a chance to be on ESPN. It makes them say, hey, you know what? If I do work hard enough, Maybe I can be one of these people who is on ESPN and on a real highlight reel. And one of the things they did as part of the media event was have sort of a, a green carpet premiere. Um, so you're sort of, you and I are like sort of the, the Joan and Melissa Rivers of the green <laughs> carpet premiere. And we're actually, uh, we did some video from there, which I'll link to. We're going to put up um, in, in concert with, with the show. But there were a number of athletes and sports celebrities and ESPN personalities all of whom came through and said very much the same thing, is that a place like this has got to be so inspirational for these young athletes. And many of them said they wish that they had something like this when they were kids. Right. Yeah, the techn- Once again, the technology allowing them to, to hone their training down to a scientific level, this, this, this whole venue uh, allows itself for that. Once again, having a high school player play on a very professional field versus the field that they play down the road with the rocks on around third base. So I think a lot of them felt only if I had this, I would have been I would have been able to bring up my game a little bit sooner, uh, a little bit more professionally. Yeah, and maybe this is a good time to talk about the fact that Disney brought in so many of these celebrities, not just for the weekend, but for the event because it is that important to Disney. I mean, this is this is really more than just slapping the ESPN logo on. They brought athletes in from every sport, whether it's professional football, baseball, basketball, Olympic gold medal athletes, soccer stars, legendary coaches uh, across the board. So, again, very exciting things. And, and that roster of, of players and celebrities obviously carried over to ESPN the weekend, too. Absolutely, yeah. And, and a lot of anybody who does watch ESPN... All the players you know from ESPN were also here. So many of the people we've heard talking about sports, they were all present uh, coming up and down that, that green carpet. It was really exciting seeing NFL stars, uh, Olympic medalist, gold medalist Sean Johnson, who was currently on crutches, actually, because she had torn her ACL while skiing, is what she told us. So, but we were, you know, that is very exciting to see a gold medalist and talking to this young lady, and she's... She was wishing that this was available to her when she was training. And it was exciting for us, too, because, you know, you and I, you know, especially football fans, so we were able to see people like Maurice Jones-Drew and Brian. I mean, look, as a Giants fan, when I saw Brian Dawkins and Daryl Green, I mean, legendary Hall of Fame guys, you had your, your brush with fame, too, when you <laughs> saw guys. Sometimes. I mean, it was really exciting. I see why especially young athletes who come here or go to a venue like that, would get so excited to see the people that they look up to. 
Right. And when I say look up to, I mean, for me, literally looking up to yes. the six foot five, you know, female softball medalist. <laughs> exactly. And and the Harlem Globetrotters coming down as well was another. Everybody was looking up to these guys who are seven feet tall. So, uh, but I did notice that Sean Johnson was actually a good height for you to be interviewing. So. Uh, she's going to be a permanent part of the show, actually. Now, <laughs> and uh, and we listen. We have the self-deprecating video to prove it from uh, from the event. But it was, it was, listen, it was a lot of fun. And um, although I can't really believe that I called Brian Dawkins out and told him I had a bone to pick with him. But <laughs> I was getting much more comfortable as the night went on. You certainly did that, and I was actually backing away with my camera because I didn't know what was going to happen when he came flying across the green carpet to talk to you, but it was a good, fun exchange, and which happened with a lot of them. So it was a great conversation with any of them. As we got ready to go in, we got to watch uh, the Braves during batting practice, and we also got to watch the Harlem Globetrotters take on the Washington Generals, and surprisingly, the Washington Generals did lose in the end. And they didn't cover the spread. I, lo- I lose yet again. <laughs> well, yet again. It was a great, great ev- event. And just to calculate more into the, the uh, technology, that, that game was, was filmed in 3D technology. So we were able to go back into the press room and watch the game in 3D just to see what that technology would be like. Very cool. Yeah, and, and you talked about it uh, while we were there. The 3D technology so very much lends itself, like you said, to sporting events. And this was the first time they ever taped something. And for a first time out, I mean, there were a couple of times that when you're looking straight on, it's really impressive. Yes, very impressive. The most exciting thing about it for me, though, was having Curly Neal of the original Harlem Globetrotters standing five feet away from us also watching the game. That trumped everything. I mean, that guy was on Scooby-Doo, and that, that is obviously, you've made it when you've been on Scooby-Doo. Now, that is what I wish I had video of, because you literally were like a 13-year-old girl in front of Joe Jonas. You dropped your camera, you put down your glasses, and went, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's Curly Neal. And if I may quote you correctly, I think you said it completely vindicated your entire childhood? Yes, everyone, now I feel like I was right all along. (laughs) About everything. (laughs) But the exciting thing was obviously getting to see the Harlem Globetrotters play here at you know, the wide world of sports complex. I mean, the Milk House is a great venue. I mean, there was, you know, uh, obviously great food, and there was the celebrities there from ESPN. So that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. The, the, the you know, the, the, it never gets old. I mean, you, you can't wait to see what they're going to do next. I don't know. It was, a, it was a lot of fun, high energy, and it was great to be in that gorgeous, gorgeous venue. Yeah, and again, that sort of led to the, the kicking off of the seventh annual ESPN the weekend because obviously all the celebrities and the athletes who are here weren't just here for the ESPN rebranding but to sort of kick off the weekend and the next day which was Friday February 26th we had a chance to come here and start to participate in some of the events and participate is really the operative word because like things like Star Wars weekends ESPN the weekend is not a passive experience yes you can watch tapings of NFL lied and inside ESPN, inside the huddle, baseball tonight, things like that. Watch the motorcades and interviews with celebrities. But you can really be a part of it. And and we actually were. We start off the morning at a taping of inside uh, the NFL. And there was Mark Schlereth, Trey Wingo, Teddy Bruschi, Ron Jaworski, who had on NFL stars and celebrities like Chad Ochocinco, Johnson to you and me, 
Jason Witten, which hurt as a Giant fan, Darrell Rivas and Brian Dawkins. But we got to watch. We got to watch them tape it and get up and ask questions, too. We got to watch it in the beautiful Premier Theater, which has been enclosed. It used to be the Hunchback Theater, for those of you who remember way back then. But it's absolutely gorgeous now. And we were looking at a... We were sitting in on a professional taping. This was as good as anything you're going to see on television. If you weren't in the Disney park... It would have been cool to go to that taping anyway, just that in itself. But it also was interactive, Lou, because as you know, you got up and asked a question. So you are able to interact with this. this even that event is something that was interactive. And again, uh, for some reason, Brian Dawkins wanted to throw the forearm when I was asking <laughs> my questions. But that's, you know, again. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of that stuff going on. And even if you are, you don't need to be a, a hardcore sports fan. I mean, if you've turned on SportsCenter... You're going to recognize a lot of these faces and names. And like Star Wars Weekends or Super Soap Weekends, getting to see these guys walking around or to see them doing taping or get their autograph or watch them go up and down Hollywood on the motorcade is really exciting. Absolutely. Right behind us, they built a stage in front of the hat. So right now, if you don't like seeing the hat, come now because you're not going to see it. It's being blocked. So if you uh, come in here right now, we've got a beautiful stage set up, and the ESPN guys are up there right now. Right now, there's obviously music playing. So it's, it's great. They really make it worthwhile. They have these large screen televisions. You see everything. You can see the uh, ESPN, the weekend cheerleaders, and the, and the motorcade of uh, celebrities are coming down the, the way as we speak. Yeah, and in addition to that, in addition to sort of watching the tapings, there's a chance for you to really be a part of it. So you can participate in things like Dream Job, the experience. So if you, Glenn, are the budding ESPN sportscaster, it gives you a chance to get a sense of what it's like to audition for ESPN. And you can, there's an audience there watching you. The, the celebrities will sort of put you through some on-air tests and give you a chance to see how easy or how tough it really is to get up there and do what these guys do every day. Right, and if you you'll you have celebrity judges like Kyle Vandenbosch and Ron Jaworski, and they'll watch you and they'll tell you what you did good, what you did bad, what you need to work on for next year. And every sports fan thinks that they have the ultimate in sports knowledge. This is a great place to test it. Yeah, it's like the George Costanza, you know, I could do that. I could be an ESPN broadcaster. You need to have a little bit of uh, knowledge and some experience too. But yeah, and getting a chance to be judged by some of these guys who you watch play professional sports is even better. And the other good news is that actually takes place in the Sounds Dangerous Theater. So obviously Sounds Dangerous isn't playing anymore either. So, <laughs> and, and you know, one thing we should say too, for people who may be coming down here saying, oh, you know, I've got to now avoid the studios like the plague on ESPN The Weekend, it's not very over-the-top or intrusive. I mean, there's areas where things are taking place, obviously right here, in the main plaza in front of the hat. There's another area we'll talk about at the end of Sunset Boulevard, but it does not really sort of overpower or overtake the studios, maybe much in the way that Star Wars Weekends does. Right. When we showed up, there weren't uh, linebackers standing on top of the gate trying, as we were trying to come in, picking on us. It's much less uh, involved. There's, there's like three locations where most of the inside the NFL-type stuff is happening. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and also, too, if you've ever watched ESPN... There's, if you think that you know your stuff, and maybe broadcasting isn't for you, but you know your, your sports trivia, you could compete against the, the Schwab in the Schwump, Stump the Schwab, say that three times fast, All-Star Games with, with Howie Schwab. And again, these things take place all weekend long, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This year it's the 26th, 27th, and 28th. 
starting you know as soon as the, the gates open at nine o'clock all the way until the end of the day. Right, I wouldn't last very long in there myself, actually. So. <laughs> That's also in the Sounds Dangerous Theater, by the way. So Right, but even if you just, I mean, look at how many people are still out here all day long in front of the hat watching the tapings of things like NFL Live and Inside the Huddle and getting to see a lot of their celebrities. They don't have to sort of take time out of their vacation to do it because it's right out here in front of them. There are people, men and women alike, standing in front of that stage that haven't moved in three days. You know, they're sending their kids off. There's like three-year-olds roaming around by themselves right now going on Muppets because the parents are watching this taping over there. So. And it's cool to see, uh, again, somewhat akin to Star Wars Weekends, there's guys in there. You know, you're still here in your Kyle Vandenbosch jersey as you have been for three days. People are, and they're bringing stuff for the athletes to sign. They're bringing footballs, they're bringing baseballs, they're bringing helmets because this is their one chance to get up close and personal with them. Get, get autographs. Yeah, exactly. When else are you going to have this opportunity? Uh, the real exciting thing about it, too, and I think some people might even overlook it if they don't know it's back there, is the ESPN Sports Zone, and it's open every day from 9 to 6, and it gives you a chance to really interact and not just watch or listen, but to play, and you can sort of participate in things like, you know, batting cages, MLB batting cages, to NBA shots, to, you know, throwing NFL footballs. There was also things like tennis. The thing that we loved so much, there was a fishing exhibition where you could watch and see and be taught how to fish. Yeah, they, they were standing on a boat on top of a tank, a fish tank, so you could actually watch what a fish does, a real fish, what a fish does when a worm on a hook goes by. And they were showing that, and it was, the, it was like the coolest thing. I was, I was totally involved in it. But even if you're not really a sports fan and all this stuff has been boring to you, one of the most exciting things about this is it's backstage. So you're actually going and getting angles of the uh, Tower of Terror that otherwise you would never have been able to see. Yeah, and look, it's a lot of the things are not just for kids. I mean, there's, there's you know, like a quick start thing for tennis, teaching kids right. about the game of tennis. But if you're an adult and you're trying to impress your girlfriend, you want to see how fast or slow you can throw a baseball. Right. They have that. They, you can uh, take shots in the batting cage. You can uh, throw the football. Um, there was also the Harlem Globetrotters were right there, too. Yeah. Uh, the Orlando Magic Cheerleaders was a, was a nice touch. Yeah, they, we had young people were walking out onto the, the, the basketball court, and you know they were, they were playing with the Harlem Globetrotters or uh, legendary coach Steve Spurrier or the... The, the bane of the world, Steve Spurrier, to some people, I guess, were, were they, he was throwing passes to people. You know, he would tell somebody to, to run out, and they would run out, and this legendary coach would throw them a pass. I mean, the, you know, the kids might not know who that guy is that threw it to him, but to us, that was really cool. And we even saw, as soon as we walked in by the football exhibit, one of the professional football players, I think it was Darrell Rivas, yeah. was in there showing guys how to hold the football and throw the football and catch the football. And, I mean, the adults were sort of pushing the kids out of the way because they were as excited as they were. Yes, absolutely. The, the, and the, by say, when I say adults, I mean you. Yes. <laughs> the thing that surprised me about the whole weekend is that it is just a weekend. It is only three days. One of these days was was miserably raining, so... That was almost a day that would not have been uh, convenient to come out here. 
But really, it, still, it's just only three days out of the year for this. So if you are that sports fan, it might be a good time to consider making a trip. It's Otherwise, the parks are very empty. Uh, it's been a little chilly this year, but otherwise, it really is a good time to be here. And if you are an athlete or an athlete wannabe or you just enjoy some of the themed endurance races, there's also the Champion 5K at ESPN The Weekend, which takes place on Saturday. And the nice thing about this one, Glenn, too, is if you're a runner, listen, or you're not a runner, a 5K is not a big deal. You can do it. You can also register that morning. So if you say, hey, you know what, come on, let's give this a try. Let's just, you know, see what it's like to participate. You can do it that day. Yes, and if you're anything like me, it might, you might as well have signed up the day before if you're not going to practice for it before you do run your first 5K. Or last 5K, I'm sorry, did I say that wrong? Last 5K. So you mentioned and that it's only one weekend, and by the way that you said that, I got the impression that you think it should be or you wish it would be longer, or let me ask you this, do you think it can or should be more than one weekend like Star Wars. If, like Star Wars, they could take some of these celebrities and spread them out over a couple weekends, two, three weekends, that would be pretty cool. But it, I don't know how organic the sports theme is to the studios. They do a good job because it's only in a couple places. It's in the Premier Theater, it's in front of the Sorcerer's Stage, and it's in that ESPN fun zone we spoke of. But I don't think it's organic to the, the studio as much as, say, the Star Wars weekend is. Right. Well, here, too, I mean, and there's, I mean, there's, you know, looking at the list, there's probably 50, 60 different celebrities and ESPN personalities are here. Really sort of spread out throughout the weekend. Is that something you'd like to see them, the same celebrities, repeating week after week or bring in new celebrities on different weekends? Well, if it were the same celebrities, I would have no reason to come over. I've seen them all already. Everybody that we met. I don't need to go and see the motorcade with them go by again because that's just seeing what they look like when they're in a car. So that's not necessary. Uh, but if it were next week, there were two other celebrities that were going to be here, uh, that would be reason for me to head back over again. And for you, what do you think is one of the most appealing parts of the weekend? Is it being able to stand here and be in the crowd and, and you know going home and, and calling or texting your mom saying, hey, look at, look at ESPN2 because I'm behind... Uh, you know, Bernie Williams while he's taping, or is it more the interactive stuff? I would say based, it's based on the interactive stuff. I would basically say that it is the energies created by the event. Once again, I'm here, and I don't need to go on. I did go on Star Tours while I was here, but I don't need to go on Star Tours because the energy was created by this crowd of people who are so into their sports. Anytime they say uh, Green Bay Packers, half the people are screaming and half the people are booing. So it, there's a really exciting energy. It's almost like there's a giant sports bar. Based on how poorly I did in the uh, NFL football toss, I like more the passive experience. I, re <laughs> You know, bad memories of high school were, were rekindled for me. But I love being able to watch the tapings and see some of these guys go by. I'm like, hey, there's Adam Vinatieri. Hey, you know, there, there's Brian Dawkins, whoever it is. Right. Um, but still, like you said, not sort of overpower the fact that we're at the studios. Because I think for, for people who come, maybe who aren't into these things, the moms and the kids or whatever don't have to worry that, oh, it's just going to be sports people everywhere and all right. these things are going to not let me go and see Muppets. Yeah, and that, but that's the same thing that happens with, if, if you're not a Star Wars fan, you might avoid the, this because of that, but that's not necessarily the thing you'd want to do. It's not, it's not as intrusive as it sounds. Um, we're not walking into the stores and seeing only Mickey-themed football jerseys around now. That, that hasn't changed. The studio is still running as 
as it was, except for there's a, there's a live taping going on in front of the sorcerer's hat. That's really the only thing you're going to notice, rather than uh, other than the fact that there's going to be four other motorcades during the day. They still have the block party bash going on, etc. And I think between this and the rebranding of ESPN, and we didn't even talk about about things like the Atlanta Braves spring training, which takes place over. Uh, at Wide World Sports in a really beautiful facility. And if you are a baseball fan, whether the Braves are your favorite team or not, getting a chance to get so close and watch them practice, it's a really nice sort of day at the ballpark. Uh, one of those overlooked experiences here in at Walt Disney World. Oh, gorgeous. And, of course, the food there is is perfect perfect uh, baseball time food you know it's it's take me out to the park there's also all all over the property there's other sports that we don't consider very often we don't consider coming out and going say fishing which we experienced a fishing excursion which might as well have been ice fishing because it was so cold (laughs) out there but it was still a great time going out fishing on on a, a wonderfully stocked lake and I would have never have considered doing that. Many people aren't even aware that you could do that. You know, there's horseback riding. There's uh, driving the Richard Petty cars. There's a lot of sports that are all connected in one way or another to this ESPN, this new branding from ESPN. And I think that's what we're trying to do is raise the awareness of the fact that wide world of sports is there. So if you have a young athlete, look into ways that they can participate and do something that is a once in a lifetime experience for them. If you want to just come and see the celebrities and see the personalities, you can come to ESPN the weekend. If you want to interact more, you can try your hand at broadcasting. You can go to the Sports Zone. Or if you just are here and are look for something, you know, maybe Dad's not a big, you know, Dumbo fan and he wants to do something different. Or you want to sort of take that mancation with the guys where a great father-son thing, come out here. I mean, there's PGA Championship you know, golfing here, there's archery, there's horseback riding. We had a great time bass fishing, or if you're looking to maybe give your dad or give your son that real memorable experience, send them on a Richard Petty ride-along or drive driving experience there. The, the possibilities really are endless. And no matter how you do your sport, if you're an athlete and you win or lose, and they ask you, what are you doing next? You're going to Disney World. I couldn't have said it better. So with that... Um, I'm going to put links in the show notes to ESPN The Weekend, Wide World of Sports, uh, some of the other sports uh, activities that are available here. Obviously, we want to cover some of these in some videos that we have (laughs) coming up because it's easier, I think, to show you uh, than it is to talk about it. But again, Glenn Whalen, uh, dining buddy, uh, fellow sports enthusiast, and uh, again, you know, gold glove recipient that you are, um, you got to go and check out really the highlight of your your storied career emmys tonys <laughs> grammys and so much more at prettygoodmovieride.com um, as well as passmaquati.com.com glenn thanks so much a pleasure as always thank you Breaks a couple of tackles. Headlock out of go! Headlock out of go! He could go all the way! I said from the very first show that I always wanted you, the listener, to be a part of the show as much as possible. And I've invited you to write in, call in, 
come to meet in Walt Disney World, or even join me for segments on the show. But for everybody, maybe coming on and researching or talking about a full segment isn't always feasible. Now, you also know that I love doing trivia contests on the show, which allow me to share some fun facts about Walt Disney World or some of its history with you. But I also like giving you a chance to win prizes as well. And recently, I announced a new way to do both. And that's through listener fact or fiction. Whereas instead of me bringing on a guest or an expert or an author or a podcast or whoever it might be, I want to give you, the listener, a chance to participate. Hence, listener fact or fiction. So what I've done over the past few weeks is invite you to send in your name and your phone number. And I told you that I would randomly call a listener to play. If you're not home when I call you, I'm going to put your name back in the pool and move on. And if you're there, I'm going to ask you 10 Walt Disney World true or false or fact or fiction questions. You don't need to know the answer. You just need to tell me if what I'm saying is true, is it a fact, or is it completely false and it's fiction. And instead of being able to win maybe just one prize at the very end, I want to give you a chance to win many prizes depending on how many questions you get right. And so tonight is the very first night of this new experiment I call Listener Fact and Fiction. And the first person whose name I randomly selected from all the names and and phone numbers that were sent in was Alex Goldman. So we're going to give Alex a call and see if he's home to play Listener Fact or Fiction. Hi, is Alex there, please? Hi, this is Alex. Alex, it's Lou Mangello from WDW Radio. How you doing? Not bad. How's it going? I'm doing all right, thanks. Is this a good time to call? Actually, sure. <laughs> well, good, because you are the very first person I'm calling for listener factor fiction. That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> now, so how long have you been? Uh, how long have you been listening to the show? About a year now, and I will actually be at um, Sunday's meet at. Uh, the studios. Awesome. Awesome. So if you win anything, I can actually bring it to you right there. That's true. Well, so how long have you been going to Walt Disney World? Like, when was the first time you went? When was the last time you went? Um, the first time I went, I would say, would be November of 88. I was a few months old then, and the last time I was there was actually last night. <laughs> so are you a local? I am a local, yes. Now, did you always live in the Orlando area, or did you kind of pick up and move to be closer to Disney? Um, I grew up in Miami Beach, and we moved to Broward, and um, I've been attending the UCF college for about two years now, and so since I've been UCF, I've been an annual pass person. Very cool. So, all right, let me ask you the, uh, the basic requisite questions. Favorite park? Magic Kingdom. Favorite resort? I would have to say the Caribbean Beach Club. Or is that, yeah, the Caribbean Resort. All right. And Alex, really, this is going to be the most important question of the night. What's your favorite restaurant on property? My favorite restaurant on property, I would have to say, is, well, could you consider the restaurant at the Land, the Seasons Restaurant? I sure do. It's an amazing restaurant. You know what? Very interesting. You know, you know usually you hear people say Flying Fish, Yachtsman, Cinderella, Crystal Palace. Give give it up for the land. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. You like it's them a both. Great variety of food. 
So you like this, the Sunshine Seasons food fair downstairs. Exactly. And I tried the restaurant upstairs with the characters, but that's, I, I, I went for my birthday. and It was pretty cool, but it's a little pricey for you know a weekend getaway. Absolutely. Listen, college kid budget. Go downstairs to Sunshine Seasons. They got sushi, the Asian. I like the Asian stuff down there and the little bakery, too. I've tried that. It's very good stuff. All right. So... Uh, let me ask you this before we get into fact and fiction are, are you a, a trivia guy are you a history guy do you own I don't know maybe a, a, a trivia book about Walt Disney World I'm actually thinking of if this this, per, this author named Lou Mangello does publish a new <laughs> Fantasyland edition once the Fantasyland you know renovation you know is complete I, I would I would think of purchasing your book right around then well Alex you may be in luck because you may be able to win a pre-Fantasyland version um, tonight. So have you ever heard Fact or Fiction on the show before? Um, yes, I have. All right. So the rules are simple. There are no rules. I'm going to ask you 10 true or false Fact or Fiction questions. You don't need to know the correct answer. You just need to know if it's fact or fiction. And like I said, I'm going to give you a chance not to, you don't have to get all 10 in order to win a prize because that just wouldn't be fair because I would pull out something completely random on the last question. I'm going to do it this way. So if you get one to three questions right, and you, I'm guarantee you're going to, look, you got a 50-50 chance, you're going to get one right, you're going to win a WDW radio show button and a luggage tag. If you get four awesome. to six questions right, again, some of these are things are pretty easy, you'll win an audio guide to Walt Disney World. Yes, you can get the pre-Fantasyland 2.0 audio guide. Thank you, Disney, for making my Fantasyland guide instantly obsolete. If you get seven, item. exactly, exactly. I'm chronicling, <laughs> I'm documenting it, you know, in, for, for 2009. If you get seven to nine questions right, I will give you not only a signed Walt Disney World trivia book, I'll give you a signed copy of Celebrations Magazine as well. And okay. if you get all 10 right, you can choose what's behind door number two or in the box. No, if you get all 10 right, I'll give you a WDW radio shirt. Okay. Sound good? Sounds pretty cool, Blue. All right. Here we go. This is, like I said, this is an, as an experiment, so we'll see how this goes. But of course, Alex, you know me probably well enough by now that at least one, and certainly the very first question, has to be about food. Sanaa over at Kadani Village instantly became one of my favorite restaurants on property. Fact or fiction, Sanaa means peaceful in Swahili. The word Sanaa means peaceful in Swahili. I would say that's a fact. You're close. You're close. It's actually fiction, <laughs> but that's okay. Sanaa is actually Swahili for artwork. And uh, have you ever been oh, to wow. have you ever been to Sanaa before? Um no, is that at the I'm guessing the Animal Kingdom Lodge? It's over at Kidani Village, over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and if you go downstairs, the lodge is beautiful and you'll see that the interiors are not only inspired by African flavors, but by African art. And Sanaa is Swahili for artwork. And you'll definitely get a sense of that as soon as you walk into this incredible dining experience. And the cooking is great. There's African flavors and Indian flavors. A very family-oriented restaurant. And much like everything else over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, there are these huge floor-to-ceiling windows where you can look right out at a savanna. You can see zebras and all kinds of animals coming uh, right close to your to your table. 
and you've got to try the little lamb meatballs. So I'm just <laughs> saying. Um, go there, Alex. Just get appetizers. Just get appetizers. Oh, I hear you. So, all right. You're all for one, but that's okay because there's, there's still plenty of opportunity to redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. Question two. There is a quiet, secluded, out-of-the-way room over at the villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge that houses a collection of train memorabilia and artwork. Obviously, Walt Disney, huge train enthusiast. There's also an exhibit in there that features Walt's, two of Walt's, personal scale model railroad cars. That room is known as the Lily Bell Room. Fact or fiction? Is that room known as the Lily Bell Room? Mm, I'm going to have to go with fact for that one again. I'm out of feeling I'm wrong, but there's something about that name that sounds so familiar if I'm wrong. I mean, you can think about it for a second. You know, just think about if you're sure that's the answer you want to go with. Um, I'm going to go with that, I guess. All right. It's actually fiction. I see. I was even helping you along. It's actually fiction, but it did make sense, and that's why I picked it. It's actually known as... It was originally known as the Iron Spike Room. It's now known as the Carrollwood Room in honor of the train system that was in his backyard known as the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad. Actually, there's now a Carrollwood Pacific Historical Society that really sort of carries on Walt's legacy and tradition uh, of his love of trains. Um, there is a Lily Bell um, that was a, a train car that was pulled there. That's sort of where I got the name from. Lily Bell, obviously the name of his wife. But that's okay, Alex. Yeah. That's all right. Isn't there, isn't there a train at the Disneyland train have the, the name for his wife? Exactly. See, you've redeemed yourself, although you don't get any credit I'm gonna be there. I'm going to be there in about two weeks, actually. So Now, have you ever been to Disneyland before? Once in 2004, but I will um, be seeing, I know it's one of your favorite shows, I will be seeing the Captain EO show, when the, I believe it opens tomorrow actually, so it I'll does. check that out and I'll be sure to leave you a tweet or a Facebook on that. You should call the voicemail from Captain EO while you're in Disneyland, even better. <laughs> I'll try that, I'll try out, I'll do that. Excellent. Alright, so here's your third fact or fiction question. This one's easy. Okay. Disney is building a new luxury resort just for pets. Fact or fiction? A new luxury resort just for pets. I think you actually mentioned this on your show a few weeks, uh, a few uh, episodes back. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, facts again, but... I. That, that's good. Don't say anything else. Go with your gut, Alex, because you're right. Because I did say a couple of months ago that Best Friends Pet Care signed an agreement to build and actually run a full-service luxury pet resort right on Walt Disney World property. Uh, it's going to be located on Bonnet Creek Parkway. Uh, expect to open sometime later this year. There's going to be luxury suites. There's going to have TVs in them with luxury bedding and nature walks and play areas and pampering services and ice cream treats and all kinds of things. Truly, in, tr- in real Disney fashion, a luxury pet resort. So, okay, so you've got one. You, you know you've okay. got the button and the luggage tag, which is really no great shakes. We want to move on. We want to try and get something bigger and better. Okay. So, question four. The smallest audio animatronic figure in Walt Disney World is a chicken in the queue of Goofy's Barnstormer. 
So let's see, is that the smallest animatronic? Um, I'm gonna have to go with false. Fiction. All right, you're, now you're yeah, right. Fiction, fiction. Okay, now yeah. you're right. It's fiction, so you got credit for it. I'll give you a WDW Radio embroidered hat if you can tell me what is the smallest audio animatronic figure in Walt Disney World currently. I'm thinking the in the Haunted Mansion, they have in every other room there's a raven that's like watching over you, I believe. I'm thinking that could be the smallest animatronic in the park. You know, I never thought about that. That's a really good guess, uh, and that actually would make sense. Actually, it's a new character that is, according to Disney, not not only one of the newest, but the, but holds the distinction of being the smallest one ever created, and that's Remy over in France. He's over in Le Chef de France. Uh, he you know, so something funny? I've eaten there twice, and I've yet to see him now. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. The, it's between, an amazing restaurant. It's an amazing restaurant. And, and the, it's an amazing example of this uh, living character initiative and how they really, I mean, they bring him right over to your table and the performance that he and the, those that control him uh, do is really something special. And I really like it because it's often uh, not expected when guests go in. And you're not really going to the restaurant to look for an audio animatronic character, but when it comes over, it's really, really a nice touch. You've got to go back. Definitely check out Remy. I know he is still there. Okay, so uh, if uh, if my scorekeeper, meaning me, is keeping mm-hmm. correct, we are two for four, correct? We got two? Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds about right, yeah. All right, so question five. There are about, give or take, 3,000 different jobs or roles for Walt Disney World cast members. About 3,000 different types of jobs at Walt Disney World for cast members. Fact or fiction? Not actual cast um, members, just different types of jobs that are available if you're a cast member. Because hmm. I know that there are over, you know, that, that's actually a small uh, a small percentage. So um, I'm going to say there's probably more than 3,000. No, there's, there's over 3,000 cast members at the Walt Disney World Resort, but I think probably saying 3,000 um, actual, you know, roles to play. That's probably a little a little um, more than the actual number, so I'm going to have to say that's fiction. You know what? As I'm, as I'm listening to your answer, I'm going to give you this one. It's actually fact. According to Disney, there's about 3,000 different jobs for its 58,000 cast members. But since you, wow. since technically 3,001 is more than 3,000, that was a tough question the way I phrased it. So I'm going to give you that one anyway because that just okay. wasn't fair. So you're now three for five. Um, and now, we're, now you're working for the audio guide to Walt Disney World. Okay. Okay, back to food, Alex, because I can tell we are, we're kindred spirits here when we think about the food. There are, there are two new restaurants coming to World Showcase in Epcot. One of them is in Mexico, and the other one is in China. Fact or fiction, the two new restaurants are definitely coming. Are they coming to Mexico and China? Is that fact or fiction? That is fiction. There is a new restaurant opening in Mexico outside, and they're opening a new pizzeria in Italy. Very good. Awesome. You are now you now have four correct. You're right. Mexico, they closed down the Cantina de San Angel. They're opening a new restaurant. It's going to have 400 seats outside. Really looking forward to that one. It opens in fall 2010. 
you have now even a better place to watch Illuminations. Illuminations. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be awesome right there uh, on the, the side of the lagoon. And you're right, over in Italy, there's going to be an authentic Neapolitan pizzeria. So they tell us, again, opening in fall 2010. It's going to be run by the Patina Restaurant Group. They also run Tutta Italian. This is going to be, a, a two, a 300-seat pizzeria inspired by Naples 45, another restaurant that they own in, um, in New York City. Very, very curious as my name ends in a vowel and having moved to Florida and not been able to find good Italian food, I'm looking forward to seeing what the new restaurant in Italy is going to be like. So you're doing good. Oh, my. Yes. Thank you. You oh are my. doing good. All right. Question seven, away from food. And on to TV. Okay. Over in Spaceship Earth, in the current version of Spaceship Earth, there is a scene on your left-hand side of a family that's watching TV. The show that they are watching is Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Fact or fiction? It's fiction. It's actually the first Neil Armstrong walking on the moon. Alex, you are crushing it, my friend. You, what is that? Five, six? I've lost count. I think it's five. I think it's, I think it's five, too. All right. So I'm going to give you another chance to win the WDW Radio embroidered hat for the bonus prize. Okay. We'll see how closely you pay attention or what a complete and utter geek I am. <laughs> there is a record, a record album, and you're probably too young to remember what that actually is, but they're vinyl and sitting they play. Next to, sitting next to the TV? Yes. It's the Beatles. Um, mono. No, it's a Beatles album with black lettering on it. It's the Alex. You rock, man. It is the Beatles White Album. I, I, I want. Oh, that's. <laughs> I wouldn't know this because I have the original CDs, and I, I recently bought the remastered. But I, I've never actually seen the actual LP, though. That is very funny. That it. You know what? I. Kudos to you. Bravo. Thank I was like, you. oh, he's never going to get the Beatles White Album. I'm, I'm the biggest geek on the planet. Good for you. That's awesome. I was actually awesome. going to say that, but I was waiting to hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah, it's That's really funny. Good job. Good job. Good Thank observation. I love, I love hearing people paying attention to the little details. All right. You are on a roll, my friend. Let's keep going. Question number eight. If you get 999,999 points on Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin... You achieve the rank of Space Ranger. Fact or fiction? Fiction. I think Space Ranger is like the second level. Alex, you are you are truly I'm I'm very, very impressed. You're right. Uh, Galactic Hero is the score is the, the rank you get if you get between nine hundred thousand and nine hundred and ninety nine thousand points. The other ranks in order are Space Cadet which I've been called many times in my life, not in the most complimentary ways, a space scout, a space ranger first class, if you get between 100,000 and 199,999, a planetary pilot, a space ace, a cosmic commando, and then again, the galactic hero. So very, very good. You are now seven of nine, which means you also get, in addition to the button, the luggage tag, the audio guide, you get a sign. Now you don't have to worry about spending the money. You get a signed copy of the Walt Disney World Trivia Book and an issue of Celebrations Magazine. That's awesome, Lou. Uh, can, cool. I add in, can I add on something to that, what you just mentioned? And, oh, you the, also get the hat, the too. Ride? You also get the hat. Yes, go ahead. 
Um, I believe if you wear a birthday button and you ride the ride, you automatically win. Really? There's a I there's swear, a cheater there's took, a birthday cheater loophole. I swear there is because I took my roommate on her birthday. She beat me. I went back on my birthday about two weeks later and I beat my brother and I had the score of like nine hundred and ninety nine, you know, thousand or whatever. I have one word for you. Awesome. I have one word for you. Robot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Move on. Two more questions left. Let's see how you do. Let's get back to food. The most important thing, of course. Alex, the newest ultra dining option available at Walt Disney World is a private room over at Victoria and Albert's. Not the chef's table, but a private room called the Queen Victoria's Room. Fact or fiction? I'm going to just have to go with fiction on this one. You see, you were rolling. You were rolling, Alex. That's all right. This, this, is, this is brand new. It's actually fact. And Queen Victoria's Room is a small room that's just off the main dining room. There's only four tables in there. Very, very personal, uh, you know, French-style service where they bring over the rolling cart table to table. Very, very impressive wow factor. Not that I've done it yet, but in the interest of research for the show, I think it's something that I have to do. Uh, it's very, very formal. Kind of the opposite side of Sunshine Seasons food fair. You got to wear jackets, ties optional for a little bit more of a formal kind of flair in there. And it's only about $200 per person, plus $95 for the wine pairings. Uh, if you're interested, and not you, Alex, but anybody who's listening, you can call 407-939-3862. This, uh, this just started in early February. There's only one seating each night for the Queen Victoria room. And uh, if you've never, if you've ever dined over at Victorian Alberts, I can tell you it is a true dining experience. I can only imagine how the Queen Victoria room is going to just sort of plus that a hundred times over. So um, something to, to put on the list for the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds pretty awesome, actually. All right. Last question. Last question. You've already gotten everything on. The only thing you're not going to be able to get is the WW radio shirt, but that's okay. Cause you're getting the hat instead. Last question. And I'm sure you were a huge fan of this. There was once a show that played in Epcot called the magical world of Barbie. Fact or fiction? Can I say it's the answer? It's a, it's a, it's the fact. And can I tell you something funny? My parents, when I was a kid, they, they'd only taken me to Epcot once, and that is the only thing I remember about going to Epcot in about 1994. <laughs> that is the. My parents, they, they were, um, I believe, like juniors in college the year Epcot opened. So they, they have pictures of when they would go and when they would go whenever and. They took me once, my brother and I, once. And that's the one thing I remember is the Barbie show over in the um, American Pavilion. And it scarred you for life. That's the one thing you take away from Epcot. This (laughs) This incredible technological advancement. You've got Dreamfinder and Figment and dinosaurs at Universe of Energy in the Seas. And you remember Barbie and her giant pink Cadillac limo. How sad is that? That is the one thing I remember from... 90, uh, uh, it was when I was in kindergarten, so uh, 94. 94, you got it, exactly. And when I've, I've said this, I've used this before with people, and I say, Barbie and Epcot, absolutely not. If there was a Barbie show, it had to be somewhere else. But no, she was known as the ambassador of friendship, and she had, you're right, a 20-minute show over at the America Gardens Theater. Um, Disney sort of felt that 
Barbie represented so many different cultures throughout the year that she was sort of the best person to be the ambassador. It was uh, sponsored, not no shocker here, by Mattel. And there were um, there were a lot of you know musical numbers in there, but I'm sure you remember. In addition to you know they had doves that were released out, and there was fireworks. I'm sure that you remember the giant pink limousine, which actually used to be Mickey's Mickey limousine. limousine. That's when right. They opened studios. I actually I, read about that recently. I, very impressive. They they created this Mickey's limousine for for a 60th birthday celebration, painted it pink. Gave it to Barbie and Ken as uh, as they drove their way around World Showcase Promenade. So, very impressive. Alex, I am very, very impressed. And, uh, you know, hopefully you enjoyed playing Factor Fiction. Hopefully you and the listeners learned something along the way. You get to walk away with some valuable and maybe not so valuable prizes. Uh, and I will bring them to you if you want. I will bring them to you when I see you um, at the next meet of the month in Walt Disney World. Thank you so much for listening Thanks for sending in your name and your phone number and trusting your phone number with, you know, a complete stranger to call you at odd hours of the day or night. And uh, again, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you playing and hope you had fun. That was that sure was a lot of fun. I'm glad I was able to be the first, you know, WDW radio, um, you know, trivia phone in. That was so cool. Awesome. And you've set the bar high. You set the bar high. You uh, what'd you get? I eight, sure did. eight out of ten. So so very, yeah, very good. Very cool, Lou. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, Alex, thank you. My pleasure, and I will be seeing you Sunday then. I will see you in the parks. Have a great week. Uh, have, yeah, have a great week, and I will see you later. All right, Alex. Thanks again, buddy. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. All, All right, right. Take care. Bye-bye. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in. Thanks also to my guest, Glenn Whalen from PrettyGoodMovieRide.com and for Alex Goldman. And congratulations to him for playing Listener Factor Fiction. Remember, you can send in your name and phone number for a chance to play for prizes as well. Just email me at Lou at WDWRadio.com. And remember, it may not be the same prizes every week, so be sure and tune in and play. Thanks also to everybody that came by the meet of the month this past weekend at Disney's Hollywood Studios, whether you were there in person or watched live over at WDWRadioLive.com. Really appreciate you coming out and spending some time with us. It was a beautiful day over at ESPN The Weekend. Really had a good time doing that. Don't forget, if you missed the meet of the month last week, I'm going to have another one next week in March. That's going to be Saturday, March 6th. It's the Princess Half Marathon Weekend. The race is on Sunday, so we're going to have our meet on Saturday. And there is a slight change in location and time. Since it is also the opening of the International Flower and Garden Festival, I thought instead of having it over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, instead we're going to move over to World Showcase. We're going to go over to the outside seating area over at the Liberty Inn at the American Adventure Pavilion. We're going to start there around 3 o'clock Should be there for a couple of hours, so please come by and say hi. Who knows, I might even broadcast from there live as well. So if you can't make it out to Epcot, tune in to WDWRadioLive.com. 
for a video broadcast and chat. I've been working really hard on a bunch of new projects that hopefully I can start to release in the next maybe week or so. Definitely stay tuned to the site and the show for some new announcements and possibly new releases in the next couple of weeks. Don't forget, too, that if you have any questions you want answered on the air, email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171. You can comment on anything that you heard, report some news or rumors, or even just say hi from the parks. If you want to interact with other listeners, be sure and head on over to the forums at wdwradio.com or the fan page over on Facebook. Both of them are fun. They're free. Great way for you to share your opinions, interact with other listeners as well. While you're on the site over at WDW Radio, don't forget, sign up for our free email newsletter that has information, articles, links, adding a lot more to that over the next few weeks as well. While you're there, click on over, link up, follow me over on Twitter. I'm at twitter.com slash Lou Mangiello. I post updates throughout the day. Play games from the parks, post pictures, audio, lots more. And remember, if you're on Twitter, you're listening to the show now, do me a favor, tweet out that you're listening to the show, recommend it, and link it back to others to the WDW Radio homepage. I mentioned quickly Facebook. Again, if you have tried to friend me personally on Facebook, I have unfortunately reached the Facebook-imposed limit of 5,000 friends. I do have a WDW Radio page that does not have any of those limits, so I'm going to ask you, even if you are a friend, if you're in a waiting a reply or you haven't fretted me up yet, head on over to the WDW Radio page. That's facebook.com slash WDW Radio. I'm going to try and post all the updates, all the discussions, photos, everything else like that over there as well. From there, you can also get to all the event pages and for the meets of the month right from there as well. Big thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including my official and recommended travel provider, Becky Mankin and her team over at Mouse Fan Travel. All-Star Vacation Homes has more than 150 houses and condos within five miles of Walt Disney World. And if you're thinking of buying or selling Disney Vacation Club through resale, visit dvcbyresale.com. You'll find links to all of my partners and sponsors right on the homepage. And don't forget, we are now officially under the one-year mark for the WDW Radio Cruise aboard the Disney Dream. We're going to set sail on February 27th, 2011 for a four-night cruise to the Bahamas. More importantly, the all-new, upgraded, expanded Castaway Key. We have lots more surprises, too, that we are already working on. Some we're going to release soon. Some maybe we won't. Lots more information, videos, pictures. You can also sign up and get a free quote request over at www.radiocruise.com. I'm also going to be releasing a couple of new things about the cruise in the next couple of weeks. Definitely stay tuned. And if you're coming, come on over to the forums because there's lots of threads for people who are staying on all different decks, talking about the cruise, really getting exciting as now that we're under the one year mark. As always, my friends, if you like the show, please do me a favor. Just help spread the word. Let others know about it. Review the show on iTunes. Come say hi on Facebook. If you're interested in signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books, the audio guides to Walt Disney World, or more information about Celebrations Magazine, come on over to the shop over at wdwradio.com. And more than anything, my friends, 
I want to say thank you so much. You guys have been so good to me, especially over the past couple of weeks and months. It's been so great being able to talk to you and see so many of you guys at the meets of the month and for all the emails and for all the support. Really, really do appreciate it. And you guys feel my passion to do this show each and every week. So for that, I thank you. And with that, I want to leave you with what I always do, which is hopefully a little inspiration for you to follow your dreams and to take that first step towards moving forward each and every day. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hi, this is Renee from Port Collins. I was just giving a call because I'm on my way back from Cheyenne. Um, had Cheyenne Symphony rehearsal tonight, and your podcast is the only thing that's getting me through this drive, uh, awake and engaged and enjoying myself. So I wanted to say I really appreciated that. And then, of course, I was listening at the end, and you mentioned the taking that one step forward and, and going towards your dream. And I'm actually on Thursday going to meet with the college program recruiters uh, here at UNC and hopefully get started on my way to being in Disney World in the fall. So I'm very excited about that, too. And I owe a lot of it to you and your, your message of just keep moving forward and to, to follow your dreams. So thanks so much for everything that you do. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Debbie, um, Debbie Haba on the boards. I just wanted to give you a call and let you know about a quick uh, funny story that happened to me last week. Uh, my niece comes over to visit. She is nine years old, um, and we like to play Disney while she's here. Um, we go around and make each part of the house a um, a different Disney park or a hotel. Um, and last week we were at the Pop Century, and um, she showed me around all the different rooms, and she happened to uh, stumble upon a room that she wanted me to see that was special. It was Lou Mangiello's room. I couldn't believe that she was, you know, nine years old and actually knew Lou Mangiello. <laughs> so that's how much uh, my husband and I do talk about you and your show and uh, your website. So I just wanted to let you know uh, that it was uh, a cool thing to experience from a child, uh, you know, that she actually knew what was going on in the world of Disney and uh, that you were a big part of it. So have a great day, and we'll see you at one of your meets soon. Bye-bye. Hi, Lou. I am Elizabeth. I love love at I live at Fort Knox, Kentucky, and I would like to meet one day at Magic Kingdom, Cinderella's Castle. Talk to you later. Bye. Lou, hi, Corey calling from Omaha, Nebraska. I just wanted to tell you I just recently found your show a couple weeks ago and have been enjoying listening to some of the the uh, the older episodes, trying to catch up here. And I was just listening to episode 142 where you were talking about things that you miss uh, about Walt Disney World. And I wanted to mention one thing that even though, you know, uh, uh, MGM uh, Studios was not my – hasn't ever been my favorite park, there was one thing that they – used to have their back, uh, I want to say, late 80s. Well, it was probably maybe when they first opened it until the late 80s. It's now where American Idol sits, but it was the superstar television show where they would, uh, you know, take people from the audience and put them on, you know, classic scenes from shows. Like, um, I remember the I Love Lucy scene with the chocolates and things like that. I used to really enjoy that that attraction. I also, you guys were talking about <laughs> things that 
uh, that you you miss. And one of the things was uh, you know a recent change that you guys talked about with the Tomorrowland narration. And I got to jump on the bandwagon with the uh, I don't like the new narration that they've added. We just went um, uh, this past December, my family and I, and we got on the the people mover, as I still like to call it, and uh, we're like, what in the world? What are they playing here? It's uh, not the same. I'm hoping that it doesn't last long and they go back to the the old guy going, now approaching, you know. That, that was much better, and that's one of those things that I thought they would never change. Very surprised to hear that they changed that, but I'm also in agreement with, um, with uh, not liking the new narration on that. But uh, really enjoyed the show. Just want to share those couple things with you. Thanks a lot. See ya. Hey, Lou, it's Renee from Fort Collins. I was just giving you a call because I just met with the campus reps for um, the college program, and it was really funny because I actually met uh, Carrie McPherson, who I remembered from your show back when she was an ambassador um, for Walt Disney World in 2008. And so afterwards I went up to her and said, hey, this is going to sound like a weird question, but were you on the WDW radio show with Lou Mangiello? And she said yes, and she was so complimentary of you, definitely remembered you and you coming down for Toy Story Mania as well as talking to her before then. So um, she just had such glowing great things to say about you, and it made me happy to have that little connection with her. Uh, hope everything is going really well for you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Tina again from Ottawa with her um, Disney geek husband, Bob. We just finished the... Uh, Disney Studio Archives um, D23 tour, and uh, I wanted to call you so much, but I was saying to my husband, I just don't know what to say. I'm so blown away by it all. I'm so overwhelmed. I can't believe it, and uh, I'm going to (laughs) cry. This is so sad. Um, (laughs) My husband was telling me to call back, but... uh, we got to see a lot of wonderful things today, and uh, I probably sound horrible, but uh, we saw the birds sing, and uh, um, anyways, uh, we're just heading out, and we were just to the store and stuff, and I know you understand, because you've been here, and you've done the whole thing, and it's just, and we dropped your name with Dave Smith, and we got pictures taken with Dave Smith, and, and I uh, got a, to see a lot of amazing things that I can't even start listening now but the the in the holding an Oscar and it was just amazing. It's just dream come true. Like I said, it's just amazing. So I'm sure I'm gonna be embarrassed when uh you hear this and that I broke down and cried, but I know you understand. So my husband and I are thankful that you have uh, educated us so much uh, beyond what we have done ourselves in the Disney Disney geek kingdom of our world. But it was nice to so, yeah, we're determined now. Our next goal is now to meet you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we dropped your name with Dave and everything today. <laughs> so, anyways, you have a wonderful day, and uh, thanks a lot for everything you do. You're you're um, you're great at what you do. Keep it up for the love of Disney, and Walt Disney especially. Thanks again. Bye now. See ya. <laughs> 